Hello and welcome to Transmissions from Tatooine episode 24, the show that covers all the Star Wars films, TV shows, books, comics and more in no apparent order. I'm your host, Dolly, here with our other fantastic host, Jaya. Hey everyone. And today we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian, chapter are we now? 14, The Tragedy. <laughs> I really wish they just go like season two, episode yeah. six. It's easier to remember than like going, oh, yeah, that one, that one. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. This is Transmissions from Tatooine, coming to your data pairs from, well, not Tatooine actually, uh. Okay. Um, so, yeah, hi everyone. Um, as we said in the top, today we're talking about The Mandalorian Chapter 15, The Tragedy. And as usual, we'll start with our non spoiler segment for the episode. And overall, what did you think of it? It was very action packed. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe there was a lot of plot. Uh, plot stuff, but then yeah, uh, it's mainly just the action bits. Yeah, I mean it's kind of action, but it all really progresses the story yeah. a lot, doesn't it? And mm. the action sequences in this episode were brilliantly like choreographed, weren't they? Yeah, I mean um. Well, I can't say the characters, but um, <laughs> it was just really cool kind of seeing the action in this episode and kind of yeah. how... Um, okay, this is a very minor spoiler, but I wouldn't really consider it a spoiler. So, um, you know, if you don't want, like, anything that even anyway talks about the episode this isn't like a big plot detail or anything then like skip through for the next 30 seconds or something but how rubbish is Stormtrooper armor like it doesn't seem to hold up to anything in this episode <laughs> exactly. but uh obviously I can't say what sort of things that it was trying to hold up to but it and just it is. It is <laughs> yeah but uh we can't go too too specific because we're still meant to be in a non-spoilery segment but yeah, yeah. kind of that was it was almost laughable that aspect of the episode yeah. but everything else was just kind of awesome action-packed stuff and then uh The ending, I don't think we should really say anything about because yeah. even even saying what emotions you felt at the end is probably giving quite a lot away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's an ending and it's important. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, That's pretty much the non-spoiler. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yep, you will count down from 10 and then we'll be right into all the spoilers. Yeah. So, 10, 
nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, from here on out, it's spoilers all the way. Yeah. So, Baby Yoda, captured by Moff Gideon, uh, or should I say Grogu. I'm trying my best to get used to saying Grogu. Yeah. I think it's easier than calling the Mandalorian Din Djarin, because everyone still calls the Mandalorian, uh, still calls Din Djarin the Mandalorian, whereas people are actually calling Grogu, Grogu, yeah. rather than, like, kid or the child or whatever they called him before. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, kind of the big ending to the episode as Baby Yoda gets captured. And when, um, we're kind of jumping ahead here, but when Moff Gideon, like, pulls the Darksaber out and, like, ignites it right in front of Baby Yoda's face, I... I'm not sure, but he's coming up to possibly being one of my most hated villains in Star Wars in the best possible way, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty much what I had to say with him. Mm-hmm. I, would like, I wouldn't of... say he's kind of Vader caliber yet, but no. he's definitely past Count Dooku, coming up towards Darth Maul sort of area. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I... But he has like... A lot um, of work if he's going to catch up with Yeah, and my bias from the season finale may be coming into play a bit here because he's really cool in that as well, which I don't really think is a spoiler, but... Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I really pity pity you for having to stay off the internet until we get to that episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think he's just a really cool actor, Giancarlo Esposito, really cool actor, really cool character, Giancarlo Esposito plays him really, really well, um, just kind of, he just makes it so fun to hate him, if that makes sense, (laughs) and I'll talk about him more in the season finale when we're doing an episode on the season finale because, um, you know, that's when we should be talking about the season finale. But, yeah, he's just a really fun character. And, um, yeah, yeah, so... Not gonna lie, I thought we were gonna save the baby Yoda gets captured moment at the end, but... (laughs) (laughs) Nope. All right, should we rewind all the way back to the beginning and kind of do our play-by-play sort of thing? So um, the episode starts with um, Mando and um, Grogu in the Razor Crest, and the Mandalorian is almost kind of teasing Grogu with, um, he goes like, Grogu, and then Baby Yoda kind of looks up and goes, or whatever the cute little noise he makes is. I can't really do a very good impression of it because I'm not a cute little green baby. (laughs) And, um, yeah. A cute little green baby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. Uh, Well, he's cute. I don't think anyone can deny that ever. But, um, yeah, and that's just, um, 
kind of a really fun scene. Uh, and then it kind of gets a little bit emotional with um, Din talking about how he's um, taking the Mandalorian, uh, taking the Mandalorian, taking mm-hmm. Grogu to Tython, and you know um, how if a Jedi comes, he has to go with him, and you can tell that it's hard for the Mandalorian kind of because he's gotten really emotionally attached to Grogu now, hasn't he? Yeah, yes. Like who yeah. hasn't? My brother, he's one of those people who likes kind of the memes of him being stuck in a blender and stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if they put Baby Yoda in a blender on the show, um, that would be a sad day for the world. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm trying to... um, I shouldn't really speak, (laughs) although I can tell you, and this may be counted as a spoiler, the season finale does not put Baby Yoda in a blender. (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyway, um, so glossing over that, and then we see the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, or Grogu, um, land on Tython, and so you see the steam stone and they kind of look around that but there's not enough room to land is it yeah. yeah i think that's what it is and so they have to land a little way away and then they jet pack up to the seeing stone and i just really liked the way baby yoda's ears just flapped in the wind <laughs> and kind of that was just a cute little moment that uh, <laughs> there's got to be a million gifts of that. <laughs> and yeah, so then um, the Mandalorian puts Grogu on the scene stone and kind of walks around the scene stone trying to work out how to activate <laughs> it. And then, and this is the first big shot reveal you see a certain very um, iconic, is probably the right word for it, a very iconic ship fly across the sky and your mind explodes. Yeah, that's pretty Um, much what happened. (laughs) Yeah, so obviously, uh, if you're at this point, you've seen the episode, so you know what we're talking about. It's Slave One and... uh, I just, the first time I saw this episode, I was like, oh, oh my God. Because when you see um, what we presumed was Boba Fett at the beginning of the season, yeah. he looks like he's kind of stuck on Tatooine. But clearly that was not the case. And he was living on his own in the desert um, <laughs> by choice, which... Uh, wouldn't be my first choice of place to live in the yeah, middle of the Everyone goes to Tatooine and they want to go somewhere, like, <laughs> even Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, he was taking Luke to his aunt and uncle, so he had a fair reason, but I, I don't know, but yeah, but it that it's all worth it for that shot of Slave One, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And yeah, and so then the Mandalorian um, goes, Oh no, I don't know who this is, but they're pro- 
probably trouble, so he like tries to take baby Yoda, but um Grogu has um kind of done as gone to his little force meditation pose. Yeah. And then all this kind of blue energy field stuff is shooting up from like these runes or design yeah. inscribed on the I, stone. I wonder if it's ended in the sky. Like, what if it went through space <laughs> to another planet? I don't know. I wonder where it ended. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've never thought about that. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, so uh uh. Man, uh, Mando kind of tries to reach through the force field but gets like thrown back and then so he goes down to um see who's there yeah. and it we see uh well the Mandalorian kind of goes down and then he gets shot at a bit and then he has to crouch behind a rock and then you hear um Kind of a very gravelly sounding um, Tamora Morrison um, in um, kind of a black robe with the hood, kind yeah. of looking like a sinister Jedi, <laughs> um, <laughs> which isn't that is it? I guess, but. <laughs> I suppose he did have a bit of Palpatine about him, kind of hoods over his face, obscuring him a bit. He's also um, bald. But Palpatine is not. He is? No, you see him in Revenge of the Sith and he's still got... Yeah, after he got... Yeah, but he's still got hair really? out of the force like... <laughs> I thought he went bald. And these are the discussions we have about Palpatine's <laughs> hairstyle before and after electrocution. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. But, <laughs> yeah, so um, we see um, Boba Fett and he essentially says, I want my armor back. And the Mandalorian thinks he's talking about his armor, but Boba Fett's talking about his armor, so yeah. that kind of sounded a bit confusing, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So the Mandalorian thinks that Boba Fett wants the Mandalorian's armor, but no, Boba Fett wants well, Jango Fett's armor, I suppose, but it's Boba's armor now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of it. And then um, you kind of... So then they're kind of threatening each other a bit and then um, Boba Fett says something about he has a sharpshooter up on this ridge uh, and if um, the Mandalorian shoots him then um, she'll fire before his body hits the ground or something along those lines and it's revealed that um, it's Fennec Shand back from season one, uh, episode five, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but she is definitely one of the best parts of that episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, she did a lot of 
action stuff. Yeah. And she also got that line. You looked like you just saw a ghost. <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. And then we find out that she has like had her guts replaced with yeah like machinery, machinery which um kind of freaky, but yeah. And <laughs> um, I mean. The way she just opened it, like, yeah. Django, I mean, Boba Fett just fixed me. <laughs> and then closes it, like, what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, where does Boba Fett get the tools to, like, perform highly advanced medical surgery that we couldn't do in the best hospital in the world <laughs> in the middle of um, Tatooine? Yeah, does it? Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Fennec Shand has metal guts is kind of the end of that story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, it's a really interesting scene. And also, what I like about Fennec Shand saying "You look like you've seen a ghost" is we can't see his face. <laughs> yeah. So I guess she's kind of reading his body language, but that did come across as a bit comedic to yeah. me. And um, then we have another uh oh moment as we see some more ships fly across the sky Indeed. and land. Oh, and um, sorry, we're skipping over a bit that's kind of important here. The um. When Boba Fett and Fennec and um, the Mandalorian are kind of having their discussion, um, Boba Fett makes the Mandalorian put down his jetpack, which kind of feels like them just trying to write the jetpack out of the story so that um, later on when the Dark Troopers kidnap Baby Yoda... Um, they, yeah, that was... But you could have just... You went back down the hill and put it on. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big issue, but it does kind of stand out as a bit, hmm. But, I mean, it's not a deal breaker. The episode's still really good, even if it does make the Mandalorian look a bit stupid. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so these... Um, ships are um, Imperial troop well I'm I'm calling them Imperial troop transports I don't know if that's their official term but you've got first order troop transports which look very similar except um, they carry first order stormtroopers not Imperial stormtroopers so in this episode we're calling them Imperial storm uh, Imperial troop transports if there's an actual name for them that you know, why don't you leave a comment telling us? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's kind of pointless because I don't know how to read any comments anyone leaves because uh, I don't have Apple. But, um, you know, yeah. it's meant to, like, help out the show somehow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Um, I didn't even know you could leave a comment. I think you can on Apple. You can't do it on Spotify. Um, yeah. I don't know. I use Spotify, and you definitely can't leave comments on 
Spotify, but uh, I don't know, I guess, I think you can on Apple, mm. never having used um, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> um, but a- anyway, um, and then, yeah, so we see our um, stormtroopers run out of the transport, and from here on out, it's pretty much awesome action for the next 15, 20 minutes or so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just so, choosing them over and over again. Yeah, and ships. Yeah, and the one thing I take away from this is do not mess with Fennec Shand because she never misses. Yeah, um, she never gets hit. She never yeah, misses. and um, we're kind of going to dip in and out here because it is pretty much action all the way. Um, but you know, when she's like running across that um ridge and they've got the web cannon, and they should be able to hit her, she's right out in the open, yeah. No, (laughs) they can't hit her, and And then she makes them shoot down like a boulder. And then yeah. it grows down to which them. They don't move. They keep no. on shooting. The They're boat. like, I'm gonna shoot. Like, run out the way, you idiot. Yeah. I, I was. Was I literally shouting at the TV or nearly shouting at the TV when we were watching it together? Nearly. <laughs> I was very close to. Um, but yeah, so that was. Um, I thought kind of. Um, funny but um yeah and so what's another cool piece of action you want to talk about i've got one in particular that i really want to talk about well before that i think we skipped the part where so uh boba fett landed then he said he's got the short duty it's a connection yeah and then he said we have here's the deal you give me the armor and oh, yeah. I'll help you protect uh, the child. Him. Yeah, the child. So then uh, they never agreed on it, but then he gave it back, I guess, yeah. in the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. But one of the things that stood out to me when Boba Fett, and we're still going back a bit here, um, was threatening to um, shoot Grogu was that isn't he behind this magic force field at the moment? Yeah, but like once it's over. Because when the Imperials started attacking, it kind of deactivated. The... Yeah, but he didn't know that, and neither did the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so going back to the awesome action, so. The other piece of action that really stands out to me kind of in, let's say, the early part of the action is um, seeing Boba Fett fight without his armor. And so he's just got um, the Tuscan Raider Staff, which is called a gaffy stick. And it's got like this brutal curved sharp point on it, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's actually... Um, based on a traditional Maori weapon, uh, which I think's really nice when um, Tamora Morrison is obviously from New Zealand, and so he knew what he was doing with that weapon, and I think it shows in the episode. And 
that this is probably one of my favorite bits of the episode because he is just brutal with the stormtroopers, isn't it? Like yeah, just... you can see like their necks snapping and going in places that they shouldn't. You've got kind of kind of like with the armor at the end of season one, like the helmets just shatter. Yeah, and it's just utterly brutal and utterly awesome at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So that was very cool. And then um, I'm not sure if it's directly after or a bit after this. Um, Boba Fett um kind of looks over at the Razor Crest and. I'm not sure if he sees his armor inside or just knows that the armor's in there, but he kind of goes, why don't I just go and take my armor? And so he goes in and gets it. And then later on, um, you've got the Mandalorian and Fennec Shand are um, like teaming up and it looks like they're sort of hopelessly outnumbered by stormtroopers. And how do you get out of this? You have Boba Fett fly in with a jetpack and just... Unleash all hell is yeah. really the only fitting term for it, I think. Yeah, and I've n- never been a huge Boba Fett fan. Like I like him, but I feel like he's a bit overrated because in the original trilogy, he just walks around with a bucket on his head and doesn't <laughs> really do much. His only action scene ends with him getting hit in the back in his jetpack flight. Flying into the mouth of a monster, um. So, <laughs> I I was never a huge fan of Boba Fett until now. Um, yeah, because in this episode, he's just absolutely awesome, both in the armor and out of the armor. Um, he and in this scene where he just flies down and then um he kind of shoots all the stormtroopers. He does kind of the not looking where he's aiming, fire and kind of Han Solo style shoots them up. Yeah. And then um, he like hits, I'm not sure what it was, whether it's like some sort of energy pack or something, but he hits that and it blows up and like kill kills loads of stormtroopers and he's just utterly ruthless and awesome at the same time. Yeah. And then um, this kind of awesome action sequence, which I could just go on and on and on about all day, but I don't think anyone wants to listen to me go on and on about all day. Yeah. Um, ends with him um, kind of firing um, his missile at. Um, so the stormtroopers kind of retreat because they realize oh no, there's like 40 of us and three of them, but we're really outmatched. Um, (laughs) And so they kind of try to evacuate and then Boba Fett uh, kind of shoots his missile at one of the transports and blows it up and then it kind of falls out of the sky into the other transport and brings them both down and it's a really awesome moment. And then the Mandalorian... Comes up, yeah, and then the Mandalorian comes up and says, nice shot, and he just says, I was aiming for the other one in his awesome gravelly voice that I'm not even going to try and imitate because I know I haven't got a hope. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so. Do you think that means anything or is it just like a joke? I feel like it's just kind of then, I guess, yeah, a joke really. It's just meant to be a little bit funny. Um, yeah. But I feel like it would have been still really cool without it, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then. Um, we have Moff Gideon up on the bridge of his light cruiser, I think it is. I Did I say in a past episode that I thought it was a Gazanti cruiser? I think I did. I was wrong there. A Gazanti cruiser is the one we saw in Chapter 3, um, which is kind of smaller than this one. This is um, a light cruiser, which is kind of bigger but not quite as big as a star destroyer yeah and um it looks cool yeah, yeah it does it reminds me a lot of like the venice class star destroyers from the prequels like the jedi jedi ships you know it's been a while since <laughs> i it's, isn't it just a bigger um hang on let me find it Star Destroyer Images um, Yeah, sorry, showing people images isn't really the best thing Ooh, to do on a podcast This does yeah. look like the... Yeah, it's kind of with the cutout bits yeah. here I don't know what I'm pointing Do you think this is the one we saw? No, it's not, not exactly the same Like you see this bit here, kind of the reddish triangle yeah. uh, well, That that's like cut out this like nose bit is kind of more stumpy and I don't think the bridge is like two separate bits it's kind of all one more Star Destroyer like I think and they're kind of the main differences but just kind of visually similar aren't they and yeah so that was cool and yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so then um you have Moff Gideon up on the bridge of his light cruiser and he instructs, um, I guess, his underlings to activate the dark troopers. And then, so we saw the dark troopers in kind of their storage in, um, what was it, chapter 12. I really wish they'd just say season two, episode four. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so in Chapter 12, they um, show us the Dark Troopers kind of powered down and in storage, and they look cool then. Uh, and then now we see them, and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they all, you have, is it like four or five of them? And so they all fly down. And you've got the Mandalorian and Fennec Shand are running up the hill as fast as they can. And if only the Mandalorian had a jetpack that could get them there faster. Um, But you see the dark troopers kind of coming down. And then, uh, because I think we forgot to mention that um, 
Grogu um, kind of his force field went down during this fight scene, didn't yeah, it? And he passed out. Yeah, uh, and the Mandalorian passed out for a bit, and then he got back into the, uh, the fight. I feel like we slightly jumbled up that action sequence. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, was, it was it was cool, and yeah. then so you have the dark troopers come down and kidnap Baby Yoda, and uh, yeah, and then that's one heartbreak, and then. Not I'm not sure it. if it's before this or after this, but because everyone kind of, I think, expected Baby Yoda to get taken away at some point, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, ever since I heard that there's traffic on the dude, traffic yeah. on the I was like, something's going to happen soon. And then um, we see... Uh, just after, I'm not sure, I think, is it maybe just before this? Sorry, it's a couple of days since we saw the episode. Um, We saw the episode when we recorded our episode on um the all the new announcements. Yeah. Um, And we've actually got another one which we might talk about that was revealed at the end of the season finale, but isn't really a spoiler for the season finale, so I think we can talk about it. Are you sure? Yeah, it's not a spoiler for the okay. season finale. Um, it's, but um, yeah. Then so we see um, kind of, um, well, not even kind of, the Moff Gideon orders um the um his light cruiser to fire, and they blow up the Razor Crest and. I didn't realise just how much I liked this ship until they took it away from me. Didn't that happen in the first ep- in the episode we're talking about right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was... No, that's not the announcement from the end. That would be a spoiler yeah. if it happened in the season finale. Yeah. This happens in the episode we're talking about now. Yeah. Sorry if that wasn't clear. But yeah, so they blow up the Razor Crest and... It was in the Mandalorian up kind of uh empty. Yeah. Uh, the Razor Crest was a big part of his. I mean, it's his habits, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah. How is he gonna get off this Jedi? <laughs> it also the planet you said it should be snowy, but in the episode yeah. it was like jungle kind of. It, not even jungle, kind of. Field sort of place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, I guess this is the first planet in the Star Wars universe to have multiple ecosystems. Yeah. And is ecosystem, yeah, I think ecosystem's the right word, isn't it? Yeah. Biome. Biome, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean, because on Earth you have deserts and tundras and jungles yeah. and other stuff. Antarctica. That's a tundra, isn't it? Tundra's like snowy stuff. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't <laughs> let's talk about geography. Yeah. Um, but why do I always say let's talk about? That's not our podcast. That's another podcast series. Yeah. Um... 
which I also recommend you check out Let's Talk About Star Wars, because I really like them. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, uh, yes, yeah, so, what was I, I lost my train of thought. Um, so, yeah, but they destroy the Razor Crest, and it, yeah, it, that's something I don't think anyone expected, just because yeah. that's something that's never happened in Star Wars. You don't, well, you don't they've just, never just blown up, like, the main, the main ships. Yeah. They've, like, no one's ever blown up the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever blown up, um, like, Red 5. No one's blown up. Home. Oh no, they did blow up. Well, they. No, it wasn't home one. They blew up some of the Mon Calamari ships. But yeah, like. Yeah. You, they don't blow up the main character's ship. Um, yeah. Or they didn't until now. And it really kind of hit me harder than I anticipated. It took me by a surprise. Yeah. Um, so, that, that was kind of shocking and painful, and it then... It painful, okay, I guess it was. It made me sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, and then, I think we've already talked about it, but you have, um... Uh, then at the end of the episode, we see um, Moff Gideon goes to see um, Grogu in his cell, and Grogu is acting very dark side. He's yeah. like force choking stormtroopers and throwing them around the room. So it's a brilliant. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do Grogu turning to the dark side? Yes. <laughs> And were you expecting now, me to see that? <laughs> now I've just got images of like gro somewhat of like a that that sort of height, so like a tiny, <laughs> tiny, like you know when they do like the um, power shot that kind of undermines it, so you'd have like the blast doors open and just see a cloak with like the really big ears and like they're looking they, you've got a low angle shot so that the camera's looking up at it and so kind of like all powerful pose so like that but <laughs> yeah and and then you and then you cut around and you have another normal sized character and they pull down the hood and Baby Yoda ignites his crimson lightsaber, <laughs> and it's the most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> that would, oh, be, that would be so good. But, like, I wasn't meaning directly, like, in appearance. I meant kind of like Anakin before he right. went into the Vader suit. Okay. I could see that happening. Um... Uh, which will be very sad. Yeah. Like a really good character turning to the dark Yeah, side. I mean, I'm trying to be careful with how I speak, having seen the next two episodes. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. But, um, yeah, and then what really kind of creeps 
creeps me out even more is the way that Moff Gideon just stands there smiling. Yeah, um, stormtroopers are getting thrown around and force choked, and Moff Gideon's just like, yeah, this is my thing. Yeah, and then Baby Yoda, obviously, he gets really tired after using the force, and so he kind of gets tired and does his cute little droop down, and that's when Moff Gideon comes forward, and, oh, I just hate him. Um, and so he is going to take um, Baby Yoda's de- uh, blood and presumably Snoke or Palpatine, one of the two, or maybe even both, apart Grogu. What if? Or maybe it's not. I don't know, but that's the feeling I'm getting is that Grogu's... That's, that's actually kind of weird because... Grogu is using dark side stuff, like a part. Well, from what we see, dark side stuff. Yeah. He didn't go like crimson eyes and everything. He just force choked. But them. I mean, you have like Luke comes in and force chokes the Gamorreans in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Is but that not similar? Yeah. Oh, I love the legacy three PO with the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Jance fiddling with a. Uh, Lego C-3PO and now he's got him holding a lightsaber (laughs) that's really funny um but yeah and so that um and yeah and then I think I already said it but Moff Gideon pulls out the darksaber and taunts Baby Yoda with it and I I really hate that man and I love (laughs) hating him at the same time um yeah, and I really like his I really like his costume with like that weird chest armor that's kind of it looks like black stormtrooper armor that with like the Darth Vader style yeah. panel on it, and then he's got like the cloak with the red on the inside. He's like, like he's like it's Kylo a, Ren, but then visually, you know what I mean. Wants I, to be Darth Vader. I really like his costume. <laughs> um, it's yeah, a great, great outfit that I I want. So um, maybe I should go up to Moff Gideon and to throw a speech back at him. You have something I want, <laughs> <laughs> and do my very bad Giancarlo Esposito impression at him. Uh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure it means more to me than he could ever know, but it's a cool costume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that um happens and just makes the entire world hate Moth Gideon. And then um he says, um, put him in shackles. And apparently, <laughs> stormtroopers carry around to Grogu-sized binders. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Like, what? how many Grogu-sized prisoners do they keep? <laughs> um, That's yeah. quite worrying. Imagine <laughs> the imprisoned mouse and, like, small <laughs> critters and stuff. That would be weird. Oh, yeah, that, I just found that really funny. 
Yeah. Like, it's meant to be a sad scene where you see Baby Yoda in his tiny shackles. Uh, that was all I could think of. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was just great. Um, but, yeah. Um, and then um, the episode, I think, kind of ends there, really, doesn't it? Um, so that's the episode. And overall, what did you think of this one? It was a good episode. Yeah, I mean, I loved the action. Um, I thought, like, the, the whole sequence was just really exciting. And they introduced, I think, a new class of stormtrooper, the guy who was, like, launching the kind of bombs from that little thing. And yeah, but then uh, I was also kind of confused about dark troopers. I thought they were the black armored stormtroopers. No, those are death troopers, Ooh, the ones in Rogue One. And then you've also got shadow troopers, which are kind of regular stormtroopers in like black armor with kind of white lenses so kind of the opposite color scheme uh and then you've got dark troopers which are um completely battle droids but done right oh yeah (laughs) because um yeah yeah they're pretty good at stealing them and leaving yeah because that's that's what they say on the Dark Trooper advert. Do you have needs to steal force-sensitive babies? Well, why not buy Dark Troopers? <laughs> they sure. don't have throats, so are not susceptible to force choke. They don't. They don't have emotions, so they can't be. They can't be turned off by its cuteness. <laughs> uh, I'm running out of other things that dark troopers have that make them baby Yoda proof. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that um, I just yeah, the dark troopers are really cool. Um, and yeah, um, yeah. <sighs> Did they come from the stratosphere? Like? From the main ship, or was it from the Imperium? I think from the main, the main ship, the light cruiser. So that's way up there. Yeah. Uh, what I kind of wanted was for them just to kind of drop out out of the ship and not use their jets, and then kind of Iron Man, you know, where he like lands on the ground with like but, one fist punching into it. But do you and think it would like? withstand that much like you know fall damage I guess I mean do you want a minor spoiler for the season finale that kind of answers this no we'll answer that in the okay but let's just say I don't think that would be an issue okay okay then uh but yeah so um yeah, that I I kind of wish they'd done the Iron Man shot where like, but with loads of them, so you have them all like land in a ring, and when they like land, it would be ding 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 ding, <laughs> It'd be really cool, and it could be done 
almost as a drum beat and build up the tension would be cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that, but it, you know, they were still really cool. Yeah. And I absolutely loved Boba Fett in this episode. Um, oh, and I think we missed something kind of important. So, um, Boba mm. Fett and Fennec Shand, um, they say, so, um, since we... Yeah, so since the Mandalorian gave them the armor, they're going to keep their side of the deal and kind of, uh, I guess... Um, fine yeah, uh, they're going to um, follow the Mandalorian until the child is seen safely back into his hands, is kind of what they say, or something along those lines. And I see they will be successful. <laughs> who who would know? I don't know. Can you think of anyone who might know whether they're successful or not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of difficult talking about episodes when you've seen the next two. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, if only we haven't had exams. Stupid school, didn't you know that you were getting in the way of our podcast? (laughs) But no, no, um, I mean, obviously I don't love exams, but, uh, we'll, we'll get over it. Um, (laughs) so yeah, that was really cool. And then, um, so I really like that, um, kind of showing that, Boba Fett isn't a bad guy and that he is kind of do you think chaotic neutral is kind of the right term for him chaotic neutral yeah kind of yeah, yeah um so I really I really like oh now we've got C-3PO turning to the dark side <laughs> wait is it I well, think I lost red it. blade uh, yeah. yeah, it's probably just under the sofa. Yeah. I'll get it back. Um, um, in the meantime, and in the meantime, he's got Luke's staff from Arcto. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so um, away from Jayant making weird C three PO Lego combinations. Um. <laughs> Because they aren't the best for audio content, I find. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so um, I really like kind of seeing that Bob Fett was a man of, I guess, honor. Like he had, yeah, his word. He kind of has a code that he follows. And so that was um, really nice. And then. um, Yeah, I. I'm intrigued to see whether the Mandalorian will get the Razor Crest back at any point, or maybe, but I doubt it. He's probably gonna. Or whether he gets a new ship, because I mean, he's probably gonna go around and slave one for a while. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I might have any knowledge of that or anything, but I wouldn't even call that a spoiler. Um. And then. Um, yeah, and then you have, uh, maybe he gets a new ship at some point, uh, I don't know, (laughs) um, but yeah, um, so that, 
was kind of it, really. I mean, yeah. So, do you could you give the episode an overall rating? Uh, an eight point five, I guess. Eight point five. Yeah. Um. Maybe a nine. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what I gave the heiress now, because I think heiress is still my favourite episode of um, the season of the ones we've talked about so far. Um, and, yeah. Um, so, did I give that one a nine? I don't know. I think I did. I'll give it an 8.5. It was a good episode, some great action sequences. I really liked the introduction of Boba Fett and really pushed the story along, which are all good points. But, you know, it did have, like, with the jetpack and stuff, some kind of plot convenience, I guess. Um, yeah. Just very minor stuff that doesn't ruin it. So, yeah, I I think an 8.5 is fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I wonder, uh, do you think it will be spoilers if you rate the, the finale? 9.999 recovery. <laughs> um, it, it's just, an, it left my jaw on, jaw on the ground and I think it will leave yours on the ground as well. Yeah. Um, it's, shocking and beautifully framed and yeah <laughs> I'm not sure how much I can say without giving away the very major spoilers oh but we do have the thing to talk about from the end of it that's not actually a spoiler okay. so um you have um a little post credit scene which isn't in any way related to the main episode okay um where you see um, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand um, come down into into um, what was Jabba's palace. But do you remember Bib Fortuna? No. The um, kind of his, I guess, assistant, the really pale Twi'lek with the red eyes who's really creepy. I forgot. What is it? <laughs> Hang on, I'll show you, show you him as well. Um, his, like, his arc was just weird. Like, Who, Bib Fortuna? No, no, Jabba the It was just weird. What about him was weird? Like, that's Bib Fortuna. Yeah, that's creepy. This is one of the reasons why it was weird. <laughs> All of this people in. The oh, I really like that, kind of having this big group of creeps. And then, um, so apparently he somehow managed to survive the sail barge because um, he, and you can see him in a picture here, is now running the show at Jabba's Palace and um, has apparently put on a bit of weight. <laughs> and um, so you have Boba Fett and Fennec Shand um, kind of break into the palace and shoot Bib Fortuna 
and then Boba Fett sits down in the throne and then it cuts to black and you see the book of Boba Fett coming Christmas 2021. <laughs> so that's, we've got another show to look forward to in 2021. And I think um, it's going to be Boba Fett as kind of the crime boss of Tatooine. And it's going to be really cool because my opinions, because of this episode, have just been completely turned around on Boba Fett because before he was overrated, now he is not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's also really exciting. Um, doesn't really have anything to do with the main season finale, but really cool, really exciting. I'll make sure to show you the post credit scene when you get round to watching it. Yeah. And um, I think possibly this will be our last episode until after Christmas because I think I'm going to be quite busy up until after December 25th. So um, if you if you celebrate celebrate Christmas, um, Merry Christmas. If you don't, have a nice holiday. And um, until next time, uh, oh, I forgot to do the listen blah, 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 blah stuff. So, um, yeah, thank (laughs) you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure to, um, you know, follow and subscribe and like and leave a comment and a review and I hope you'll consider giving us a five-star rating and yeah. all of that stuff that apparently helps the show. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, until next time, we have spoken.